Murder is still going on. We still need to understand that hearts need to be changed. And so here it is. We see that we're sending a king that's going to judge righteously, not by what he sees, not how he's going to get paid, but what is right. Y'all see that there in the text? He will give justice to the poor and make fair decisions for the exploit. The earth will shake mm, at the force of his word. And one breath from his mouth will destroy the wicked. Matter of fact, this, this text kind of alludes to Revelation when it talks about the sword coming out of his mouth. Here's another thing about the power of God's word, that it gives life. Oh, glory be to God. How are we sustaining life right now? Because God spoke. Dr. Cardinal Taylor said it this way, that God, the greatest preacher to ever live, that he mounted a pulpit that did not exist and form into his presence. And he formed words together that those that did not exist began to be blustering, to get in line, to become what is. <laughs> and as soon as he says, let there be light, he says, as soon as he says, let light was already showing up, ready to hear it on that note. Gardner Taylor is pointing out that the greatest preacher to ever live is our God, that he speaks things happen. Matter of fact, we understand how Jesus made water to turn into wine. He spoke it. And I heard a preacher say the word, the water blushed <laughs> and turned into wine. He said to Peter, come. All of a sudden, what was liquid became solid. And he was walking on water. It's amazing how God can speak and things can change. Matter of fact, you remember Joshua was fighting and he asked God for help. God was able to speak and the sun somehow stayed still. I don't know how it worked, but it did. And they were able to have victory as long as the sun was shining. They had victory. I'm so glad today that we serve a God that when he speaks, things happen. And so he knows about your trials. He knows about your tribulations. He knows about the issues that you're going through. But will you let him know that you know? <laughs> that, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Lord, I, I realize I, I have fruit in my life. I was prosperous at one time, but now I've gone off the beaten path. I've been truncated. I've been cut down. I've been built low. But can I still find life in you? Knowing that. God wants us to have life and life more abundantly. He has sent his son, our Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer. And he is righteous. And since he is righteous and we are in him, we become righteous. But here's the other thing I want to encourage us to understand that how we have peace with our God, that we have to be right with God. And to be right with God is to be in agreement with God. And being in agreement with God means I must Humble myself because I must acknowledge that if I live my life the way I live my life, I am never right. I only had a few amens in here. So I heard some say amen a little bit longer. Some have been around. So Peter told you about yourself. You know about yourself. They didn't told me about myself. I know I'm never right. <laughs> and when we understand that, Lord, is your way, not my way, it's easier for us to trust and obey. To understand that, Lord, just speak. Just say the word. And I shall obey. And then this text tells us about our God. Isaiah also has other times when it talks about God being clothed. Uh, there's another text in Isaiah says he wraps himself in light. And it talks about clothing here. We talk about how he girds himself with righteousness. And then you can kind of see how uh, Paul might got some influence here about the armor of God and the belt of truth. Yes. And here it is. He's pointing out that Jesus is faithful. 
And here's another thing I want to highlight here about when we are humbling ourselves to God and we want peace, we have to be the peace we want to be. Notice what he's putting on here, saying if he puts it on, he's representing that. That's who he is. There's times in our lives that we tell people who we are, but publicly with somebody else. We can lie about it. We, we, we deal with it now that people post everything on social media that's a lie because that's not their life. They'll put out how they can do this, how I'm flying first class on this plane, but really I'm in coach. But I sat down in the seat, took a picture, and then I walked back to my regular seat. Y'all don't hear me? We do all kinds of things. I see a car. I'm going to take a picture in front of the car and say, I'm having a good lot, but it's not my car. And I'm walking away, and I'm going to go to my car that's in the far back lot. We do things to put off airs and look, look how well I'm living. But notice how Jesus did not come rich. He didn't come boasting, look how good I am. But no, he came lowly, born in a manger. And you know, he was born in a manger because they didn't have room for him with all the other family members. Now, we don't like you like that, Joseph and Mary. Y'all got to go somewhere else. Y'all, y'all know how y'all make room for people. Y'all don't hear me. You got somebody you really like, you make room for them. Hey, your so-so, you got to go. So-so coming in today. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all make room for people you want to be in your house. But when they showed up, they're like, nah, we ain't got room for you. You're not my favorite cousin. My favorite cousin, I will make room for them, but not you. You go out where the cows are, and you chill out there. But yet, here he comes, clothed with justice and righteousness. Does not look down upon people by their appearance. But yet, he will condemn the wicked because God is a righteous judge. John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son to whosoever believes so that our parents but have everlasting life. But verse 17 says, He did not come to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved. But he's going to judge. It goes on to say that he has judged those who have already repelled the darkness, for they love the darkness more than they love the light. God is going to judge. So don't get caught up that you can live your life and think that there's not going to be any controversy. You will reap what you sow. But serving the Lord will show that you have peace not only in you, but you will for peace within the community. Jesus' divinity within humanity shows us how we are to humbly walk in obedience in the will of God. We need to live a life that reflects our humble service to our God. May our words and our actions line up to show that we are serving our God humbly and respectfully. And then we will see what happens of this peace that will come. Peace right now, peace right now is that I know where I'm going. There's going to be eternal peace when he comes back again, where there'll be no more war, there'll be no more death, there'll be forever life. We're waiting for that time to come. Until that time comes, we are still walking in this world hearing rumors of war. Children killing their parents, pestilence and plagues, and the waters crushing against the earth, fires consuming the earth, earthquakes shaking the earth. We're seeing so much calamity and damage that sometimes we don't feel safe walking out our front door. But yet, when we have peace, we can say, go out to walk to the valley of the shadow of death. I feel fear, no evil. That's why it's in Isaiah, I can say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's why I can go on to say that greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What can separate me from the love of God? 
And so in that understanding, I know that I'm going through some trials and some tribulations. And in this world, it's going to be hard. It's going to try to crush me. It's going to try to chop me down. But yet I found out that there's life in Jesus. I can't live to satisfy this world because this world will never be satisfied. This world is going to be destroyed because it's not good enough. So stop wasting your time to satisfy something that will never be satisfied. But yet, what can satisfy you is Jesus. God tells us that my grace is sufficient. In other words, it's more than enough. It, it, it's hard to turn the other cheek. It's hard to bless somebody and not curse. It's hard to love somebody that does not love you back. But yet, think about how God loves you. Y'all don't hear me? God loves us even when we're not loving towards him. We've been selfish. We've been prideful. We have done it the wrong way, but yet he has still blessed us anyhow. Great is his grace and his mercy. So as we get a glimpse of this peace with him, to know that I've messed up, I have sinned, I've fallen short of your glory, oh God, I have not done it right, but yet you can bring forth life out what was dead. And you can make me fruitful and help me to grow and mature to be more like you. Then we see in the latter part of Isaiah, the 11th chapter, that there's going to be a day that we're all going to be able to see peace on earth. It says in that day, the wolf and the lamb will live together. The leopard will lie down with the baby goat. The calf and the yearling will be safe with the lion. And a little child will lead them all. They're talking about Jesus. The cow will graze near the baby. The cub and the calf will lie down together. The lion will eat hay like a cow. The baby will play safely near the hole of a cobra. Yes, a little child will put his hand in the nest of a daily snake without harm. Nothing will hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. He's talking about Zion. For as the waters fill the sea, so the earth will be filled with people who know the Lord. Here is the promise he's pointing out. There's going to be a time where everything's going to be all right. But yet, as we're waiting for that time to come, we need to continue to trust and depend on him. This child that's going to come, it says, will be able to stick his hand in the hole of a cobra. I, I, I hope you see the lineage here with these snakes. Matter of fact, uh, uh, John calls them a brood of vipers. Talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He's talking about some snakes. Uh, you know, those same snakes were trying to bite Jesus. They were trying to kill Jesus. But yet those snakes could not defeat him nor kill him. But that's not the first time a snake has been introduced. Go back in the Garden of Eden. There was a snake there that told Eve it's okay to eat of the tree of life. Eve ate of the tree of life and said to her husband, it's good. You should have some too. They both ate and then they hid from God. God asked Adam, why did you eat from the tree? No, it's God with found responsibility because he told the man first. The man decided he's going to blame the woman. The one my fault it was that woman you gave me. I'd have been all right if you didn't give me her. But God already knows that you said you wanted some help. And I gave you some help, but you couldn't help yourself. Hello, somebody. And now you're going to blame her who I blessed you with. All right, woman, what's going on? Well, that snake was talking to me. 
He said it was good to eat. All right, going down to the snake. Cursed are you. Notice he didn't ask the snake anything. He didn't ask the snake because he did not he did not care about having a right relationship with that. He's already been condemned. Cursed are you. But yet the woman will have a seed, a male child that will crush your head and bruise his heel. It's talking about how it will crush a snake, a viper, and it will bruise his heel. Y'all see that right there in the text? A child going to be playing with a snake, but he won't get hurt. Oh, y'all don't hear me. You understand that when you are walking with Jesus, everything's going to be all right. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The enemy can only go so far. The enemy wants you to give up hope. He wants you to give up on seeing peace. He wants you to give up, and then he wins. But when you understand that God is going to set everything right and let him start working on you, that you can start having peace in your relationships, peace in your home, peace in your neighborhood, by you showing what peace looks like. Clothe yourself. Let you usher in peace. And notice what it says in verse 9. Nothing will hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. I, I need y'all to have that now as one of your go-to verses about how God will be with you. Nothing will hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For as the waters fill the seas, so the earth will be filled with people who know the Lord. God wants you to know that when you are seeking peace, you want to have peace with him. God will meet you right there. And nothing can hurt or destroy. What's highlighting here is that, yes, your body is growing weak every day. But yet, you know, that's as part of your body. We're going to have a new body over in heaven. So don't get caught up with this body. It's sort of like how many of you go lease a car. You know it's getting bad, but you say, I'm going to trade it in in three years. <laughs> so you already know, I'm going to give you a new one and new time. Or you don't lease a car. You just go and say, I'm going to buy me a new one. I'm going to trade this one. I'm going to get You understand, it's no sense putting more money into something that's going to go down. Let me go get something. I'm going to hell you let you know that God is letting you know, I got something new for you. So don't get caught up what's happening here. Don't get down because you can't fix what's happening here. But understand that God says, I have put something in you that is special. He has put the Holy Spirit in us as a seal that he's coming back again. But if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you might see yourself only as that stump with no life, with no fruit, with no chance of seeing growth coming. But I hear to let you know that there's life in Jesus. You may be cut down, but yet this, this shoot from the root of Jesse is coming out of the stump. He let us know that we can grab, be grafted onto him. He says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you abide in me, I will abide in you. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You see that same thing of of vines and roots and growth right here that we need to be rooted in the root of justice. And we are grafted and adopted into this family by all who call on the name of the Lord. 
You may not find Jesse in your family tree. If you do your ancestry tree, your lineage, you'll find out that I'm not part of the Jesse. But if you call out by faith, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And we found out when God speaks, it is done. <laughs> when he speaks, it says it is done. And so if you call out on the name of the Lord and say, Lord, I need you, everything is going to be all right. And we may not see it on this side, but one day we're going to see the lamb laying down with the lion. The cow chilling out with the bear. The cub and the calf being there together. Notice that, notice what it's pointing out here. There's no more death. Y'all catch that? They are all eating of the fruit of the earth. How, how it was established when you first made the garden. Everything is coming back to how God originated how sin messed it up. But here's the beautiful thing. God knows that we're not perfect. God knows that we don't get it right. So that's why he sent his son to get us right. So he is righteous and he makes us right. Not because we're righteous, but because he's righteous. And if we call on him and we attend on him, we can have that peace. So, so here's my encouragement for you. You want to see peace in the community. Well, let peace begin with you. Let you show others what peace looks like. How you can say words of love and affirmation and encouragement and not pour on to the hatred and the venom that's going on in this world. Let us be the, the ambassadors and the ministers of reconciliation. And we can bring holy and glorious unto our God by how we walk and how we live. This world needs to know what Christmas is all about. It's not about the shopping. It's not about the lights and the decoration, but it's about Christ wants us to have peace, wants us to have healing and be in right relationship with him. Let us pray. Mighty God, we thank you for you have not given up on us. You have not forsaken us. We thank you, Lord, that even in our pride and our ego, you are sending us messages to get us right with you. Thank you, Lord, that in you we find life, in you we find fruit, in you we find peace. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that you can speak right to our situations when we feel discriminated, we feel oppressed, we feel down, that, Lord, you will take care of the needy, you will take care of the poor, you will take care of the sick. And so we thank you, Lord, as you look after us. Then, Lord, we ask you right now as we are struggling with so much pain and hurt in our community, in our own lives, and in this world. Lord, we look at you to give us peace, for you to comfort us, for you to guard our hearts and our minds as we keep our minds stayed on you. And Lord, there might be someone who does not know Jesus as a Lord and say, Lord, I pray that they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Christ is Lord, and they shall be saved. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. And we thank you, Lord, for how you love us. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. As this is first Sunday, and we're going to prepare to eat of this cup and drink. Uh, so I drink of this cup and eat of this bread. Amen. Thank you, sir. Those who have your elements there, let us prepare and pray and to bless. Father, we ask you to bless these elements. Bless it with your presence. 
But as we eat of this bread and we drink of this cup, we do so in remembrance of you, and we do so until you're coming back again. Have thine own way, Lord, in this space. May we do so in peace and community and love and in fellowship. Amen. I'll make sure everyone has been served. Amen. On the night of Jesus' betrayal, he sat down with his disciples. And he looked forward to the longing of having this last supper with them. And he took up the bread and he said to the bread, this represents my body. He took of it, he blessed it, and he broke it. I'm trying to get mine out. Jesus took up the bread, he blessed it, he broke it, and said, eat, let us eat together. Likewise, he took up the cup, and he blessed the cup, and said, this is, this is my blood. You poured out for a of sins, drink ye all of it, let us drink together. The scripture said that the exit singing hymns, amen, and we will do so as well, but also we continue on in worship as we sing some hymns and collecting everything. We're prepared to give God his tithes and our offerings. And so let's prepare to give God his tithes and offerings. Let us pray. Mighty God, we just thank you. Father, you prosper us and bless us. We freely give back to the Lord to you what already belongs to you. Lord, we ask to bless those that desire to give but yet have not. We thank you, Lord, that you provide our every need. And so, Father, bless those. Uh, who have, bless those who have not, and more, Lord, what you, we, is given. May you multiply it and increase it for the building of your kingdom and serving of your gospel, your ministry. In Jesus Christ, and Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 <laughs>
Wise Father, as we leave this place, never from your presence, may the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit guide us, direct us, and keep us until we all meet again. All God should be together. Oh. 